Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Happy Thursday and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. Now, you probably can sense that I'm rushing a bit. That's because I've got three, yeah, not one, not two, but three pages of links to do on these podcasts. I mean, I, when I greeted it, I went, yeah, I'll do a page. And then all of a sudden it changed to two and now it's three. I don't even get more than the 18p I'm getting paid for. I wish it was 18p, he says. Anyway, we start with the breakfast show, the wonderful Laurel Woodsy Woods, Ali McCoisty Coisty, and Gabby Agbonlahor. I won't play with his surname. And Jim White. What? How many, how many people? Hasn't he got his own show? Anyway, uh, Jim had some big breaking news and kicked the studio door down and came in. Fantastic. And this is what he had to say. It's my understanding, Laura, that Gareth Bale himself very much wants this deal to happen. And a few moments ago, a close associate of Bale's, the player very keen on this uh, going through. Will Bale to Tottenham happen? And the answer I've just received is, of course it will. Wow. wow. Any time frame? So, Bale was uh, in Madrid yesterday. He's in Madrid this morning. He showed up for training. He's been carrying a slight knee injury, I think. The rest of the players were there. Training started, but he left after 20 minutes. So, it looks like you're not not quite, but I think we're almost at a stage that we'll hear that Bale is on his way. Question, on his question way Jim. Here. Obviously, with these kind of these loan deals, the, the, the way that the money will be split, Spurs will be expected to pay how much? So half of his wages or something like that? Well, yeah, certainly Real Madrid would pay a high percentage of Bale's wages during any loan deal. But of course, it frees them up. He goes and they're looking to, to, to fill the gap that he leaves. Mm. But this, it seems like the perfect solution to everything here. And now we've got, now we have the news this morning that Bale himself is very keen on the move. He's won everything exactly. that you could yeah. possibly win. Will it be a case of what it was like before he left? Taxi for Mike on the famous night when the, you know, <laughs> he ran him ragged. Wow. Maybe we'll see Ali. But, wow. I mean, Bale is coming back and Bale wants to show, nobody doubt me, I'm one of the best in the world and I'm about to show it again. And I think he will, Ali, to be quite honest. Jim, I've got to say to you, it's brilliant. We want the best players. We want to be able to see and watch your best players live. Do you know what I'm delighted for? And More than anything that comes off, Gareth Bale himself, Jim, I was saying to Gabby and Woodsy earlier on there, I just want to see him back on a football park where he's at home, enjoying himself and entertaining us. And stay with Gareth Bale, this is the Spurs defender Eric Dyer and manager Jose Mourinho on the Welsh Wizard. Not physically on him, they're talking about him. Gareth Bale is a Real Madrid player, I don't don't comment on... On players from other clubs. That's not my job to to have contacts with uh, with agents. So honestly, I don't want to comment on on that. And again, especially regarding players that um, are players from other clubs. I tried to sign him for uh, Real Madrid, which was not possible to do during my time there. But the president followed my 
my instinct and follow my my knowledge and uh the season i i left he brought uh, garrett to the club there is no secret on on that i think even even garrett knows that but uh, i'm not going to speak about him anymore because He's a Real Madrid player. From the fans' point of view, it's obviously when uh, you're linked to a player of that that level, it's obviously extremely exciting for any club. For me personally, it doesn't really affect me in any way. It's uh, it's not the first time, and it's not it won't be the last time. You know, there's constantly speculation about different people going different places, and you know, lots lots of different talk in football every day. Um, Every day, people are trying to fill, you know, fill the the newspapers and the websites and everything. So it's um, it doesn't really uh, affect me in any way. Really, I'm I'm quite used to it. Back now to breakfast. This is Gabby Agbonhol, the former Aston Villa captain, urging Deli Ali to get away from Spurs and Jose. We've seen it how many times with Jose Mourinho. He can kill players. He's, he's done it in every club he's been at. At Man United, he tried to do it with Pogba, with Shaw. I feel like Deli Alli might be his new target. I feel like, look what he's done to Danny Rose, which I thought was a disgrace, and he's still Spurs' best left-back. But I feel Deli Alli, something's happened there between them. From what I heard, he wasn't meant to even start the Everton game. I think Steven Bergwijn had a um, migraine in the warm-up or before the game, and um, that's why Deli Alli started. And for him to drag him at half-time... For me, it was a bit of an insult because I feel like he could have dragged Harry Kane. He could have dragged other players before Deli Alli and he's dragged him. There's something else going on there and I feel like for Deli Alli to try and get out in a swap deal to Real Madrid is a no-brainer and he'd do better at Real Madrid than he would do at Spurs. Now, you may remember in yesterday's edition of the podcast, Adrian Durham said this about Pierre-Emerick Goubamian. Insert audio. Oh, I see. That's for Tom, the producer. In his full seasons, he's finished fifth and eighth. So he's, he's firing the goals, but he's not exactly firing the goals in any particular direction. So forgive me for not being OTT like some Arsenal fans are being right now. Well, this is the former Arsenal defender Lee Dixon on The Breakfast Show responding to Adrian Durham's comments on Aubameyang and the Gunners. Play audio. Oh, that's for Tom again. Keeping those goals in the team for the amount of money they spent on Aubameyang was an absolute must. And yes, he fired them to eighth because they probably would have finished maybe 12th without him. So that's progress. We got to eighth with him. So next season, with the signings that he's made and the, the training ground improvements that his coaching will we, we will see... Then you'll, you're looking at top four. Then if they don't get in the top four or they're knocking on the top four door, then you can come back, Adrian. And then you can say, actually, that was a waste of money or that's not working. But to instantly go, well, they got the eighth. Why have they signed him? It's short-sightedness. They're not going to do this. They need to be able to build. When you have comments to, to rile people up on radio stations, and quite rightly, that's his job. You know, he's very, very good at it. He's the, he's the king of that. But when it comes down to actually assessing how you make a football team, team better you know I'd rather listen to Arteta because I think he's a little bit more level headed than Adrian at times and of course Adrian had to respond to Dixon or Dicko as we call him with a poem as you do about Aubameyang <laughs> party's getting started because Aubameyang signed the ting he wants to be a legend, so crown the new Arsenal king. The goals are so important, the money never mattered. When Arsenal win the double, Durham's getting battered. 
Oh, look who's on breakfast, drying Woodsy's eyes. Arsenal legend thinks it's a new era, no surprise. But he might be right, you know, Guna favourite Lee Dixon. He seemed to be so confident, said it with conviction. Right now, there's optimism and serious potential. Let's see if Arteta really has credentials. So Oba has stayed, and that's a massive plus. He'll lead them as they try to make a Premier League fuss. They want to be at the top, not making up the numbers. Can Aubameyang turn them into title-winning gunners? (laughs) (laughs) Very good, mate. They're getting better. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, they're getting better. Time now to hear the best bits of my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Alongside me, of course, was the fun boy, Jason Cundy. Possibly we were looking back at the Carabao Cup matches. Not sure it wasn't such an interesting night. We were doing other bits and pieces. I'm being quite generic here because, as I usually do, I record these links while the games are going on. So unless something happened in the dying minutes of one of the games, it's other stuff, I imagine. Let's find out. Kick number 10 for Hull could be decisive right footed is decisive and Hull City thanks to Alfie Jones penalty calls a shock in the second round of the Carabao Cup as Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United who have shuffled their pack tonight have kicked the bucket. Listen, Hull City, in terms of the overall gameplay, the way they set the game up and, and attacked Leeds United tonight, it was it, it was a, it was great game plan. Really well done. Grant, congratulations. You must be absolutely over the moon with that performance tonight. Yeah, I thought it was a good, really good team performance. I thought from start to finish we were strong, scored early, which helped us. We wanted to come here and get against Leeds, really. We didn't want to come here and just make up the numbers. Um, we wanted to try and press them, try and break off them. The way we set the team up tonight, we'd done that. Um, and we possibly should have had more goals, so really pleased. Good work down the left-hand side between Mad Sorensen and Tarek Fosu-Henry. In the end, it was rolled back to the edge of the penalty area. Josh De Silva, right-footed, hammered it beyond Alex McCarthy. Southampton nil, Brentford two. What is going to be a little surprising for Southampton fans and Ralph is the side he put out. McCarthy, Bertrand, Benenek, Stevens, Walker-Peters, Ward-Prowse, Romeo, Redmond, Ings. I mean, you're talking... They're starters. Mm, mm. So that's a strong team they put out. I don't think they should be overly concerned because of what happened last year against Leicester and how well he turned it around. It, you know, it's a bit disappointing. Um, Early days, and they, Yeah, I think Early cut them a bit of slack. It's Ali against Pope and it's 1-1. And right at the start of the second half, Spurs have a way back into this game. Deli Ali celebrates in front of those Spurs supporters. This was a young man two years ago, three years ago, maybe even a little bit more than that, four when he first really started to make an impression at Spurs, was, I felt, one of the most exciting young English players that we have in that particular yeah, area. But he seems to have lost his way a little bit. And it's... It's coincided with Spurs also losing their way. You know, you think about the last 12 months, 13 months, what's happened to Spurs. It's been a real odd time, bearing in mind how well they've done to get the Champions League mm. final. Jose would appear perhaps as, as not got him in his future plans. And, and I just wonder whether he slightly lost his way because there is a super talent. Simon Jordan here. You and I both listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. And yesterday, of course, it was the deciding one-day international between Australia and England. Now, as you know, I'm not a big cricket fan, but I did watch the end of it because it was quite exciting. And for some reason, I still don't understand, and I know nothing about bowling, as to why we decided to put a spinner in who throws the ball really slow rather than a fast bowler who bowls it really fast. We put a spinner in, slow balls coming at you, yeah? 
guess what happened? Oh, there's a surprise. We lost. The captain, Owen Morgan, threw the ball to Adil Rashid. I can't believe he's done that. Tom Curran was warming up. Surely with two new batsmen at the crease, it was Curran who you should have turned to, or even Mark Woods. Mitchell Stark swept Rashid for six first ball, and that was pretty much that. Australia win the third ODI, beating England by three wickets, and they take the series 2-1. To post over 300 is a huge positive for us. I think Johnny Bairstow was outstanding today, well supported by Sam Billings and Chris Wokes again with the bat um, but Australia fought back really hard Carey and Maxwell played outstandingly well and we, we couldn't seem to get them out which obviously cost us the game in the end From where we were probably five months ago to, to, to today playing our full international set of fixtures is a, is a huge positive for the game to have it back on, on TV um, but not only that we've played I think across all formats some fantastic cricket and if you need a bit more cricket, why not try out TalkSport's following on podcast with John Norman and Gerard Gerard Kimber. Now, the QPR manager, Mark the Bread Warburton, has been speaking to the media ahead of their trip to commentary on Friday evening. The game is live on TalkSport 2. Eight EFL matches will have fans in the grounds this weekend, and Warbo is delighted by the news. It's small steps, you know, small steps in the right direction. I think it's just, we've got to lay the groundwork for it. We'd love to see 25% crowds back in and 50% crowds. And the game without the supporters is nothing, as you said earlier. So it's about getting in the right direction, but we've got to just go slowly, slowly. There's still a lot of negative news about the pandemic and the situation. And of course, everyone's got to respect that fact. So I hope very much these test events prove very successful and we can swiftly move on to a greater percentage of of capacity being allowed in. But as I say, I think we're relying very much on society as a whole, trying to adhere to it, trying to get this R number down, and hopefully, again, everything moving in the right direction. And we finish with Hawksby and Jacobs and some classic clips, or as they call it, clips of the midweek. See what they did there? Here's Mike Parry bringing you the full-time score of Sheffield United versus Millwall. Sheffield United 3, Millwall 2 and as you quite rightly say they got goals from I'd Love You in the 88th and 90th minute <laughs> Peter, I'd Love You <laughs> I Love You You're Peter, I Love You um, Staying with Mr Parry now here he is talking about <laughs> Arsenal's Champions League group they can still make it, of course, but it's, it, that, is, that was originally called the Group of Death, Al, you know what I mean? Four very good teams in it, uh, De, Deporto La Caruna, Arsenal, by Leverkusen and Juventus. Deportivo Deporto La Caruna. Deporto La Caruna. <laughs> That's fantastic, isn't it? Brilliant. Good old Mike. Back to Joe Dutch Holland now, chatting to a guest. Not many people go to church. So it's very boring, isn't it? They're obsessed with reading about sex in the papers, you know? It's absolutely disgusting. It's... Mm. But do you not find it interesting just how hung up your average churchgoer and your average priest, your average vicar, your average pope even, how hung up they are on sex? What's an average pope? What's your average pope? (laughs) Sure, there's only one, isn't there? Pope top trumps cards, is there, really? I mean, you can't call the pope average. That's what used to go on overnight. It probably still does. And here's uh, Alan Brazil trailing a regular guest on his breakfast show. Okay, we've got all the city news with Hank's Potts. That's coming next. Hank's Pots. Hank's Pots. I used to buy those. They're yeah, I used to buy those. Ceramics. They were Beautiful. very nice for all your pot needs. Alan sounds about 12 there. He does, Back he? to uh, Mr. Parry now. And we think he's talking about a former Liverpool boss here. Following his heart surgery in October, uh, yep. Peter Houllier. 
A good old Peter, <laughs> Peter Gerard's <Hulier>. brother. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter Houlier, uh, brother of. I think he's improved, actually. <laughs> and staying with Mike, after that Gerard Houlier effort, it's clear that he does struggle. I do struggle with those French names. Now, what we're going to be talking about after nine o'clock, Mr. Pye? Well, I'm afraid we are going to be talking about Thierry Henry because that's what everybody wants to talk about. We've been bombarded by phone calls, by emails, by communications. Everybody's got an opinion on Thierry Henry. Thierry <laughs> and Thierry. Is that Thierry, two people? Yeah. Well, they're very young Alan Brazil there. Oh, they? Very the wine young. has taken its toll, clearly. <laughs> now a youthful Adrian Durham, in fact, uh, alongside Laurie McMenemy, taking a call. Frank, a Newcastle fan, you must be gutted. <laughs> That's easy for I, you I, to say. I, I knew what it did. I had a funny feeling of people now. I mean, um, the Arsenal are a better side than that. And the, the, I, oh, I'm sick. But, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Laurie would have had to translate, I think, right? Most northeast man ever on the station. <laughs> he would have had to. That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Pods, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your Poddingtons from. But if you do add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts, plus your favourite radio shows as well, which, of course, will be just mine. And let me tell you about more live, yeah, more live football on TalkSport tonight or this evening at half past five on TalkSport 2. You can hear live commentary of Burnley against Sheffield United. And then at 7.45, staying on TalkSport 2, you can hear commentary of Brighton against Portsmouth. That's it. I'm back tonight for more of the same alongside the fun boy with another sports bar from 10pm. In the meantime, have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.